And here we go, the December podcast for Digi and Abel. You know this whole thing of having a list and checking it twice? People bang <laughs> on about it in the songs, you know, the whole kind of Sansa thing. Yeah. I've had my list going for a while now, and, and there's a lot happened since the last time we got together and did one of these podcasts. Yeah, have. Let's go through this. Halloween, October, tick. <laughs> Bonfire night, November, tick. That was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that time that I bought some halloumi at the shop and actually put it in the wrong bag and ended up not having anything to cook with that night, so I had to go without halloumi for the whole week. Destroyed my entire week. Tick. <laughs> That's off. But we're now in December, which means we're officially on the countdown. And then we can we can say, you know when you have that thing where for... Like, you know what I'm saying here? You don't have this thing. I should actually remind people. There's two people in this conversation. Okay, go for it. Hello. She's, she's not spoken. Hi. There we go. You've officially been introduced now. So okay. I can carry on talking again. Okay, sorry. It's Liz, by the way, but th- thanks. Thanks, sorry. Hi, Liz. Hi. So... Moving on. So... Name checks Liz. Tick. Tick yes. off the list. Brilliant. You know what it feels like? I always have this thing in the run-up to this time of the year where I'm thinking, can I mention it yet? 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 How long have we got on this podcast? Let's just say we've stopped doing the can I mention it bit and carry on. Okay. Can I mention it? Well, three more. Can I mention it yet? Can I mention it yet? Yes, yes, you can. Just go for it. It's December. feels okay to talk about Christmas. And that, that's what gets strange at this time of the year because it's like for, for ages we're kind of going we shouldn't talk about this yet because yeah. there's so much more to come. Yeah. However, it's now December. Yeah. Countdown to Christmas. Hopefully everybody's looking forward to some time off. Hopefully yeah. looking forward to... We can see family this well, year. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Like, I wouldn't get a huge amount of excitement just in case it ends up that it doesn't happen sort of thing yeah you know what it could but i think i mean i think people know that this isn't a live podcast you know the time that you're listening to it now we're not actually sat here now a podcast isn't live do you no i know but you know you have to remind people sometimes people listening to this and they're listening to our voices while they're driving around the car Uh they might be going oh darren and liz are sat in the studio right Right now now, recording this in the little box mp3 player yeah and and you know what hate to ruin the illusion but sorry not the case (laughs) we're kind of doing this a little bit in advance and you're absolutely right. We don't know that if by the time we actually get to publishing this, we may be in a full-on lockdown again. And also, I guess I was more like, take um, December 2020's example, where we got to like the 21st of December, and then all things changed. Like, we were going to have like a Christmas bubble, um, and then we didn't, and then it was just for a day, and then, you know, if people have made massive plans. So I'm like a little bit am- apprehensive but I've also already booked Christmas Day food. I've prepped stuff. I've booked, uh, you know, all of the sort of preparations for it. I've also bought all the presents. So, you know, like, I'm feeling like I'm as organised. I feel a bit more festive this year yeah. than I did last year because I think COVID was very much at the forefront of people's minds all the time. And as much as it still is now, I think it feels a little less stressful than it did last year at this time. You know, I think... People are people are uh, maybe in a bit more of a celebratory mode now. I feel I definitely am. Anyway. I think so, and I think we feel very differently. I mean, the the, the world's still not in the best place. We Absolutely. know there's still there's still yeah. viruses around, there's yeah. still illnesses around, there's still going off around the world. But it does feel a little bit different. Like I said, last time this year we were at three o'clock in the afternoon, like every single day going. 
Boris is going to be on in like three yeah, hours. There's yeah, going to yeah. be an announcement. Mm. But it feels like this year, we're almost kind of like, whoa, whoa your horses, Boris. <laughs> if you're going to be on TV, we need plenty of notice for this. Or at mm. least kind of let us know in advance as what's going on. Yeah. So it does feel a lot more optimistic. We can start talking about Christmas. Hopefully we do get to spend time with yeah, our families. Definitely. But who knows? Absolutely. Because that's the world we live in. Absolutely. And in a weird way, it's not kind of a good thing because no one likes this chopping and changing all the time. But... Oh, it's kind of exciting, isn't it? It's kind of it's kind of like Christmas has become a bit of a lottery. Worldly, <laughs> it's like for, yeah, for, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For years, what we used to get in Christmas Day drama from EastEnders, we now live as part of our own everyday lives. I'm waiting till six o'clock in the evening, so no, at half past six, I can either go, "Yay, let's get on with our plans," or I'm waiting for the EastEnders duff duffs just to screw <laughs> everything up and change yeah. all our plans. Um, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure it will be fine. And do you know what? I'm looking forward to Christmas this year because I think. Exactly what you said, like, no one's Christmas in 2020 was what was expected. Even if, you know, you managed to be with loved ones, it probably wasn't in the sort of same positive celebratory festive spirit than it would have been previous years. And I think sometimes we can get used to, like, just doing the same old, same old at Christmas. And I think it's really mixed it up a bit. So I think there's much more anticipation of, like, having some fun at Christmas. And I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, last year, um, our on our December podcast, we talked about using technology to make sure you could connect at Christmas. So I think, you know, that hopefully if people need to do that, they've got the they've got the tech sorted now. Like they don't have to worry about that. And I think that's like, okay, we've got our backup plan sorted, whatever. Uh, you know, it's less of a stress this year, just all round. Yeah, and, and in some ways, it's kind of weird because you're right. We did have that conversation of thinking how we can kind of keep in touch with people, and we did, and we used all that technology, and we had those conversations. And I remember in New Year, kind of sitting there and going, kind of glad I didn't have to see that <laughs> in a way. Whereas this year, you know, now, now the stress, yeah. the stress is actually. Do I bother going and see this person when, if I'm completely honest, I don't really like them that much? <laughs> oh, or, or, or do I have to go and do this because that's the Christmas tradition and that's the way we do things? I'm obviously not talking about anyone in particular. I'm kind of doing this from a very hypothetical right, sense. Okay. But, uh-huh. um, you know, if you are listening to this podcast, you know you are. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Shall we talk tech? Yeah, yeah, let's move on from your family <laughs> dilemmas, <laughs> hey? We, we always, if you've not listened to the podcast before, what we do is actually very, very simple. We get together every couple of months, we slap a microphone in the middle of our table and we talk tech because that's what we do as a business we we advise businesses across the UK slightly beyond at the moment we might get onto that a little bit later on where, where we kind of talk to them about how they can implement technology into their business a little bit better to actually help them do what they do to, to a more productive, to to a speedier, to a more efficient level than they were doing beforehand. And it's so cool to get geeky in some of these businesses <laughs> at times. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I don't know if you found this, but this year's been really interesting. And maybe this is, maybe we think about this for our next podcast and almost do a kind of 2021 in review. Yeah, definitely. But we've worked with some very, very cool businesses yeah, this year. And I don't mm. mean cool because they're doing groundbreaking stuff in terms of using technology but cool because they're very traditional businesses that are willing to adapt Absolutely. and in some cases have had yeah. to adapt I mean yeah. again not not kind of dispelling any illusions um, it's not it's not the day that you're listening to this now for us if effectively what we're saying is this podcast is time travel so the fact oh that my we're God, sat cool. here speaking Are you going to talk about the hoverboards again? No, no, I'm leaving oh, hoverboards. Okay. A few people sent me messages about that after the last podcast, and they didn't go down as well as yeah, I thought Yeah, I think it was that was go. October for those people who haven't listened to that yet. So, apparently, and, and, and I, I, I paraphrase, but some people accuse me of banging on a bit. Okay, um, I think you said that on the actual podcast. 
So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I think they're just agreeing with you rather than telling you when you don't However, I'm, I'm using my own words against me. isn't going to work too mm, well. Okay. Don't so are we going to, so in the podcast, we normally pick um, three top sort of news articles that we've seen recently that have sort of tech, uh, digital element to them. And then we do some top tip roundups of social media, SEO and productivity. And then we also finish with either a podcast, audio book, or book of the moment that we found most interesting, and also the app of the moment that um, we found really helpful. So that's generally kind of the process of the podcast we go through um, and see what happens along the way. So there is a there is a story, there is a theme to this. Um, we of were at- you, you don't need to reiterate that. I'm sure anyone who's listened so far knows well, that it's very well planned. Well, it is it is planned, but actually, um, we had a few people when we were speaking at a conference recently face-to-face conference no doubt that was very exciting um actually said oh my god i listened to your podcast like how do you just like pluck those stories out of thin air like how how do you just like ad hoc it um and apparently people think that this is um is very like go with the flow figure out what we chat about later but um the behind the scenes is um i always do a bit of a crib sheet beforehand and it's what ends up being the show notes so any articles or any news stories that we mention and um, generally they're in the bottom of the uh place where you get your podcast is under the show notes section so uh yeah if you haven't joined us before uh, you're very welcome and, and that gives you a bit of a flavor of what we actually talk about in these cool. things i quite like that people think it's impromptu because it makes it sound like we're just sort of making it up as we go along and, and we're very knowledgeable at absolutely everything whereas you know if anyone doesn't know us knows that's absolutely not the case we know nothing well i'm not having that either that's like swinging the wrong way <laughs> okay so moving on what is our story people, are, people are aware that i'm an idiot chrome 96 um notice chrome. i'm not disagreeing with him there <laughs> moving on yes chrome 96 you tell us about this because you, you're, you're the one that kind of knows about browse so i'll tell you <laughs> as, as a premise to this we we have a kind of ongoing debate within the digi enable <laughs> office I'm I'm solid Chrome. Mm. I'm Google Chrome. I yeah. use it all the time. I think mm-hmm. it's the best browser out yeah. there in terms of add-ons, efficiency, absolutely everything it does. You have like 60 million different browsers you use depending <laughs> on what mood you're in and what day of the week it is and what colour underwear you're wearing. <laughs> it just kind of alternates all the time. But it feels like this month, Chrome, and, and I'm going to use your words because uh-huh. you've said this, uh-huh. seems to be doing some decent stuff. Oh, no, I didn't say that at all. Okay, change my Yeah, no. So, well, I mean, it's interesting features. So we'll delve a little bit deeper into the story. So Chrome 96, um, the version 96, um, when we when I say Chrome, Chrome 96, it makes me think of Windows 96 um, and makes me feel dead old. Uh, but Chrome 96, 96, the version, latest version of Chrome. Uh, Google Chrome have also said that they will release uh, Chrome version 100 by 2022. Um, so that's how speedy the, the versioning is going to go. Um, so the latest things with this new rollout, which was rolled out um, something like the 16th of November, um, it's going to have, or it does have if you've already installed it, it might be that it's popped up saying update available for your Google Chrome users if you're already there. Um, as Darren very much said, it's not my preference really, uh, but it's it's a sort of... Um, means to an end for a lot of programs that actually just Chrome supports it a lot better. Long story on that. Anyway, so um, there's lots of new um, dev tools for coders. So if you uh, regularly press F12 and look at the coding structure, there's lots more tools available. Um, This is great for hackers or people who want to actually edit their website and look at the code of a website that's available. Um, If you're editing um, 
code that you're creating websites on behalf of yourself or other people. That could be really great. Um, dark mode's been something that's been rolled out for a while. Um, so if you're staring at your computer and it's late at night, um, they have this dark mode where it basically makes everything sort of um, alternative negative colors. Um, what Google Chrome 96 is doing is actually taking that rather than just having it as a per browser um, thing, it's now also going to be per website. So you can actually choose which websites have dark mode on, which websites have dark mode on all the time, and which ones are like automatic based on time um, of time and location and geographical of when the sun goes down at the same time. Um, so that's great. However, um, what they've now said is it's going to use more of your system RAM. So this is what I don't like about this, Darren, because your computer, your little laptop seems to be grinding and, 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 and sort of chugging to a halt as it is. If you then install the latest uh, Google Chrome 96 browser, it's going to use more RAM, more kind of processing power than it used to. Uh, and the reason behind why they said that this is going to be a thing is because they're going to make the back and forward buttons, so you toggle between like different pages that you've viewed before, um, are going to be quicker. Now, what I would say is I'm not too fussed about it taking another 0.5 seconds to reload the page I've gone back to, but what I really do want is my computer not to grind to a halt because I've decided to install Chrome onto it. Yes. Anything to come back with on that one? Not no. really. Okay. No. <laughs> it, it, no, I get your point. Absolutely get your point. If it's taking more of the processing power, especially, and, and I know... In the type of jobs we do, we often have multiple windows open, multiple exactly. programs doing different things. Yeah. I was just working on a client's campaign earlier and I realised that I had my browser and Photoshop <laughs> and, and the web builder and the funnel yeah. builder all kind of open at once. So, so it will kind of slow down that process. But the point behind it for me seems to be that it's about just kind of trying to make it that all-encompassing program, which again, there's the pros and cons, isn't it? Chrome... Yeah. Chrome, like Facebook, like any of these programs, their ultimate aim is that they want to be the platform that you do absolutely everything with. Yeah, yeah. So they're always going to kind of push towards that. And I suppose it comes down to how independent and how, um, I suppose, literate you need to be in terms of how your computer works. Mm. For someone that just uses it for basic purposes, this will have no impact on them absolutely. whatsoever. Yeah. And I think, as you said, I mean, you use the term hackers, and I think we should probably clarify that a little bit that hackers often has a negative connotation that's not always the case hackers are people that sort of take apart programs and put them to better use and use them yeah, other ways it can be done yeah. in a positive way yeah of course um but it's people that are gonna be used to using their computer in a yeah. more intensive way yeah definitely and i think also that i have yet to run a session where we've been running you know some training in inside something in a browser where I haven't had someone, regardless of what platform that they're using, what uh, browser they're using, I've always had someone say, it's not working, and my general response would be, try a different browser. Yes. Even if it's Chrome, sometimes people will have problems in Google Chrome, and they might use Firefox, and it's fine. Yeah. So just to say the all-encompassing, putting everything into Chrome, I find that even for me sometimes, I can't use Chrome and I have a variety of different ways of using Chrome. I have the incognito mode, I have the secret mode, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes it's just not working regardless of which one of those options I go for. Even if, if even if I said yes to switching off all the security preferences, 
and it ends up being that Firefox is the only thing that makes anything work. Yeah. Like jumping onto some video conferencing platforms, I've had to use a different browser. So as much as Google Chrome might be the future and it might be something that loads of people use, I think you always have to have a backup plan for when it in those instances it just doesn't work definitely definitely tell you what story caught my eye this month and only, only because it kind of makes me look a little bit intelligent and kind of almost backs up what I've been saying to people for a long time but I caught this article on Social Media Examiner a couple of weeks ago and, and get this Social Media Examiner one of the, the most kind of forefront um, authorities in social media on the world yeah. they're predicting that the big thing for next year in terms of digital marketing is going to be user generated content <laughs> wow no way we're wow. going back to the 90s mate well, that, that's what's interesting so you know we've been talking about this for years and we've really been advocating it within our training sessions and the businesses that we work with because it's, it's not a digital technique it's a logical technique and it makes sense you know yeah. I always kind of say that as marketers, and pe- people know that we're marketers, and then actually, if you've got your own business and you put information there about your business, you're a marketer yeah. as well. Kind of don't don't sort of make any two bones about that. As a marketer, you're not trusted because mm. people generally yeah. look at you and say your job is to manipulate a message to make it as effective as possible in getting through to me. Yeah, and they're spot on. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And I've always used this example that said, if you go to my website, if you go to the DigiEnable website and you go to our testimonials page. And there's a testimonial on that page that says, Darren is the most amazing trainer in the world. I sat in one of Darren's sessions and he taught me everything that I've never heard before. Now my business has gone from making £6.50 a month to £50 million a month. (laughs) Darren is a genius. Oh my God, what were they selling for £6.50? Bottle caps. Okay, cool. Actually, you know what? You know what? I was desperately trying to think of the name then. The only thing I could think that you can buy for £6.50 is Pogs. Then I realised that they probably stopped existing Pogs. in 1996. Pogs. Pogs, brilliant. Anyway. 80s. Do check out Pogs. They're the hoverboard of December. <laughs> if you um, put that sort of thing on your website and you have this amazing testimonial mm. and you just say at the end yeah. of it, Bob from Bradford, people are going to look at that and instinctively they go, don't trust that. Because it's come from the company itself. We've put it out there. There's no way that they can validate that that's true. And they're almost going to take it with a pinch of salt. However, if that's on an external platform, so whether it's a Google review or a Facebook review, something like that, there's actually a bit more of a validity to that because they can see the person that's actually posted the review. So that makes it more realistic. If you, even on your website, have the person's image or a link to their business or, or you know, perfect, a video of them talking about how great you are, that has so much more credibility in terms of what those people are saying. Yeah. That's going to work really well for your business. And all user-generated content does is kind of take that to the next level. So let me just kind of break this down very simply what they're saying. They want people who are not you to talk about how good you are. <laughs> that, so, seems, that seems so backwards, doesn't it? Like, we've not been doing that for years. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's, it's kind of common sense. But I also appreciate, and, you know, we teach this a lot in the courses that we run. And the first thing that always comes back, and people are absolutely spot on, that's sometimes difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Because for a lot of our businesses, what we do with people is transactional rather than relational. It's about selling something, then paying us for it. Obviously, we, we advocate and we as a business, we focus much more on the relationship and having that ongoing partnership with a person rather than just delivering a service. But that gives us a lot more scope to go back to that person and say, look, if you want to write something about us positive on your website, we'd really appreciate that. If you want to post something on the site, we'd really appreciate that. And that's exactly what this is saying. So something for you guys to think about in terms of your businesses. When you sell something, when you deliver a service, when you do something amazing, and we know you all do amazing stuff for your clients, just make it part of that conversation that you say to them, 
do you mind taking a, a 10 minutes to put something out mm-hmm. there positive yeah. about what we've done for you and that might take them 10 minutes it might take you a minute to ask the question yeah. but the the strength of that user generated content could be 50 times as powerful as what you put out there yourself so just think about building that into your strategy for the future it's, it's going to work. It works. It works. We know that. It's going to see more for the future. I'll tell you another really good news story I saw from social media this month. Because of the feedback, you'd be surprised how much feedback we get on these podcasts where people, we very rarely have people that kind of immediately come back to us and send a message and say, rah, rah, that was great. Or rah, rah, why are you mm. doing this? Or rah, rah, Darren, stop banging on about hoverboards. <laughs> but people do listen. And yeah. the next time they see us at a thing, like you said, they'll go listen to the podcast. Yeah. And I get this all the time because we, we do a lot of business networking and yeah. people will always say to me, listen to your podcast next week, last week and want to give me some feedback on what they say. Yeah. And one of the things that came from last week, last week's, last month's, the month before podcast, you know what, time flies. October's podcast. October's podcast yeah. uh-huh. was they were very, very surprised that I'm as into TikTok as I actually am. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think we get any work done in the office. Darren just permanently on TikTok. Just let me confirm that to anyone who has any doubts over Darren liking TikTok. If I hear a TikTok piece of music that goes round and round in circles, I think my attention and, um, uh, you know, like uh, patience is like four of the same TikTok thing in a row and that's it. Put your headphones in, mate. But, but you know what? Just to clarify, it's research. So first of all, so oh, I'm, is that what I'm, it is? I'm watching these videos because we is? need okay. to share this with our clients. Uh-huh. So just to, just okay. just to put put this out there because, like I say, we do know people's listening feedback. If you, if you work in the R and D tax space and you help companies with innovation claim back for tax R and D, if you could give me a phone call, it'd be good to have a conversation about whether we can financially claim back on the TikTok time that I do spend in the office. Because <laughs> that, that's. Gonna I be bet worth you know what? I bet I bet it is because no one else is doing that, are they? That's one of the elements. But you know, <laughs> that's what's quite because often when you whenever you read about TikTok in the news, it's always quite negative. Yeah, and it's always quite yeah. down but actually there's a really nice story this month and uh, you know I've seen this quite a lot you you might not see it quite so much because you don't use TikTok uh-huh, yeah. but there's been this sort of video going around for a while where they've been trying to sort of get it across to women that if you're in a relationship especially in this run up to Christmas if you're in a relationship where you're not comfortable whether that's because it's violent overly sort of um, physically violent mentally violent financially whatever the kind of type of violence mm. may be if you're making a TikTok video, because that's the way that you communicate with the world, there's a hand gesture that someone came up with that said, if you make it while you're making the video, someone will alert the relevant authorities, make sure you're all right, and action can be taken. And the first story that I've seen positively off the back of it came out a couple of weeks ago, where there was actually a teenager that had gone missing um, from home, was found because she was seen on a TikTok video making that hand gesture. Mm. And it does show you, doesn't it, that as much as social media platforms, especially if you kind of read the kind of tabloids and you watch what's going on with government and select committees and all that, it's just like negative, 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 aren't they horrible? Unfortunately, or fortunately, it is how most people communicate and stay in touch with people at the moment. So to see these good news stories that come out and talk about how they've led to a positive outcome, it's nice to see that balance being redressed a little bit. Like I say, it's a really, it's a really endearing story. I know mm. when I kind of read it, it was like, wow, you know, that's how yeah. it can make a difference. Um, if you're listening to this on our website, have a look in the show notes because the yeah. link to the article will be there. Do have a read of it and it does kind of show you that social media does some amazing things. Definitely. And also the video, um, there's a guy who's, I think, a state trooper who um, shows um, the hand gesture. So it's, having your hand uh, flat out towards the screen, thumb into the hand, and the four of your fingers that are still up 
uh, leaning into to cover your thumb as well so um, there's a little bit of a video that kind of explains if you see it and it's really great because um, you know TikTok followers of this um, girl actually saw that and raised the issue so you know that helped that helped in in terms of the search so I think that's it's nice to hear a good positive story um, about social media because you do get a lot of stuff and a lot of people saying oh I don't want to be on social media it's all bad and you know there, there is good stuff out there it just depends you know if you go looking for the right stuff you, you can really help each other as well definitely speaking of good news and this is good news from a marketing perspective Instagram news Instagram has now rolled out a new feature that's not just for people that have got big audiences and verified mm, accounts yeah. it's something that everyone can use everyone can utilize everyone can build into their businesses and everyone can make a little bit more money out of really interesting stuff absolutely um used to be you had to have 10,000 followers on instagram to um have links clickable links hyperlinks in the stories um so they've recently past month or so um rolled that out to absolutely everyone being able to to um use that so that's great because i think you know um the only place you can really share a link that's clickable is in your bio and I just kind of get a bit bored of reading linking bio, linking bio. You know, I don't know about you, but I never go to the bio and click the link. Like I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. I just scroll past. Um, so it being available in a stories, it's a clickable link, and um, that's really great. Uh, so that was a few months ago. Um, now uh, stats and data come out about um, if you put a link in your story, actually if you add a poll or a sticker next to the link button that you've made a hyperlink, um, you actually get more engagement and you're more likely to have a clickable um, item on the screen as well. So that's kind of just as an extra booster tip uh, if you are already using stories to make sure that you're adding into it as well. So super user tip there. And, then, and this is the beauty of social media, isn't it? We, we can do so much of it. We can post so many posts or tweets a day that we can actually try all these different things. and. It's great when you get those stats. I mean, stats are stats, and that's always been the case. It might work for a group of people. It might not work for some sure. others. It might work for yeah. some businesses. It might not work for some others. But you know what? Give it a go, because it might be that thing that just takes your business next level. And if it doesn't work, we step back. We try a different tactic. But it's good. It's really good to see that. Um, SEO world, always on the move. What's been going on this month? So um, a couple of things, um, just to really like be aware of that are coming out, because if you are working on your SEO, search engine optimization for your website, um, a couple of things, Google search is now looking at a carousel result, which means it's kind of, uh, it's one of those boxy things that turns up um, underneath uh, your listings. So it's more visual cue uh, than the text-based stuff is. Um, they're now using founding video. So any videos that are online that have been searched for metadata, um, will also start to appear in searches. So if, say, um, I always use the example chocolate cake because that comes up with loads of different things that pop up. Um, Pop-ups with recipes from, like, Good Food Guide. It'll have a picture of cake, and that will be, um, you know, a still to a recipe. Also, now you have the ability to um, be a video as part of that carousel as well. So flip side of that is if you're creating video content, it's even more important now that you're sticking the metadata in the videos and the file name in the text uh, based in the summaries and the information once you've uploaded it even more important and i would highly recommend using those features especially when you're on uh, putting videos on youtube because obviously youtube is owned by google so it's going to pull that in first um, and then another final little top tip on the seo 
Um, Google has its regular whiteboard uh, conversations with um, an official person from Google. They have finally confirmed, they go back and forwards about confirming this all the time, but they have now confirmed that if you have elements of a web page that are highlighted in bold, only certain things don't go crazy, but they will now be an SEO signal in terms of your keywords. So rather than just having to do H1, H2, H3 tags all the time, it's now going to look at anything that's bolded. And you know what? And that feels like another of those things where we can sit there and we can kind of almost go, told you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a signal for years, but Google have always like erred on the not actually confirming and they have confirmed in yeah. the past. Sort well, of that's what I remember. Lots of those have also kind of done the whole backlinks don't count thing. But it's about doing it organically, yeah, isn't it? And this absolutely. is what we always say to people about SEO. SEO isn't always about forcing the issue. SEO is about doing what's best for your customers and making your your pages very usable and very friendly and very easy to read. But actually, if you understand what sort of things Google are looking for, then you can build that into that model. Now, bolding words, Google are now saying, works in terms of highlighting the key phrases that you want to be found for. From a usability point of view, highlighting those words yeah. really reiterates to the customer what it is that you're offering them and how you're going to benefit their life. So again, it's... It's almost kind of Google saying, if you make this good for your customers, if you yeah. make it decent for them, yeah. we're going to reward that. And that's, and that's actually quite good to see. And it is. And I think that's the age old SEO, isn't it? You do it for a mix of computer and mix of humans as yeah. well. Maybe. I could bang on about SEO for hours. You could, but we're we, running we, up we, to we time. We do. We do. Book one of our sessions. <laughs> um, that's very true speaking of running out of time productivity yeah absolutely it's interesting how the productivity things towards the end isn't it um so productivity um in the show notes i'll put a link to this blog that i found really interesting it's on ink uh ink.com uh that i'll share this this time and um it was at a blog um it was around just steam blog wasn't it it was uh in and he he basically says the two question rule to cut 10 hours of meetings out of his diary every week um and he's, he talks about how his productivity's doubled um and the two questions which i thought were quite interesting actually and i think this works for both face-to-face and zoom calls or ms team calls because i think we've got into the habit recently of having a meeting again having a meeting for a meeting because it is so quick to just jump on a zoom call or ms teams call um it's it's a little bit too easy it's a little bit too easy to book someone's time and i think we can forget actually a meeting might not be the best uh, form of communication or form of using our time for whatever it is we want to do. So here's two questions, Jeff's two questions, and I thought this was quite um, kind of thoughtful for us to share today. Will I have anything to contribute? So when you're deciding whether or not you set the meeting up or whether you say yes to it or not in the first place, and will I have anything to gain that I can't gather via meeting notes or a recording? So do you need to be there in person? Is it a different form of communication? Like, is it something you could just read the notes on later? Yeah, makes complete sense. And, and it's weird, isn't it? Because it's, again, it's, it's logic and it makes sense and it makes complete sense. But I think it also takes an element of bravery to actually implement that as well. Because we get invited yeah. to a lot of meetings yeah. and we go to a lot yeah. of meetings and we do sometimes say to ourselves, do I really need to be there? Yeah. Sometimes we kind of say that internally rather than out loud um, <laughs> yeah. multiple times throughout yeah. the meeting. But it very much reminds me, I saw an interview recently and I think it might have been Gary Vee, I can't 100% okay. kind of say, but he said a very similar thing, is that if you're at a meeting 
once you get to the point that you think you've contributed everything you need to that meeting and you don't feel there's any more you're going to get out of this, stand up, walk out of the room. Oh, no. See, I just think that's rude. Either go or not go, but don't walk out halfway through. I think that's just insulting. It's an interesting concept, though, isn't it? Because it's being Mm, very aware of your time and your value and not staying there longer than necessary. And we've seen seen this and we we live it to an extent. But... You go to meetings and you sit there for two hours to do something which could have been done in 15 minutes. And I think it's trying to figure out how to be productive for your time. Now, I think the two-question rule is actually really interesting Mm. because the two-question rule is one question you ask before you actually go to the meeting. And the the second question is more purposeful. Do I actually sort of need to be there? What do I need to get from this? In the first place, that makes sense. Where you're right, I think the kind of get up and walk out Mm. is quite a sort of brave and quite... um, bravado-led way of actually doing things. You don't want to upset people and you don't want to be rude to people, but I think the concept behind both is... Is this the best use of my time? Yeah, and I, but then if you're in the meeting already, you don't know whether it's going to have something else that's of importance. I'll be honest, you know? I don't go to many meetings that involve epiphanies. <laughs> in any way, you can't... You well, kind then of... you wouldn't go to a meeting in the first place, would you? Yeah. Um, but I thought also, um, based on some conversations we've had with our clients around productivity... Um, a lot of people around our um, uh, scheduling for the hybrid workplace session uh, have come to the conclusion that actually they're going to try and do uh, their meetings, team meetings, internal meetings, external meetings within a 25 minute chunk of time. So actually they're trying to just, rather than just as a default, I think we all say, let's take an hour, I'll book in an hour. Um, Actually reducing that down to 30 minutes or 25 minutes so that you get to the point a bit quicker so you can like manage your time a little bit more so i think that might be um maybe a a sort of softer solution if those two questions are a bit more and and unlike anything reading these articles is about inspiring you to try and think about things and to question things and not just kind of go with the flow all the time and and it's about finding what works for you i mean we we always say this so there's no harm in sort of repeating it one more time check out the show notes link to the articles there have a read of it and if you've got your own thoughts feel free to get in touch with us and let us know what you think because we're always learning just as much as everybody else is um this week's book club this month's book club even um coming up very soon i know that you guys are reading and i say you guys because i always try to kind of be there but i i struggle with books i'm doing a lot more audio books at the moment than i am physical books and it's sometimes hard finding the ones that you guys read so what so what we've what we've done actually is based on feedback we're going to make the book clubs every other month uh because actually to kind of re-digest and actually put into practice uh because we always pick like a productivity based book actually it takes time to kind of action on some of those things so we're going to make that every two months so book club in january Um, is going to be um, a book that's brand new out. Um, It's recommendation uh, from one of our productivity members, Lucy. So thank you very much, Lucy, for that recommendation. Um, It's called The Long Game, How to Be a Long-Term Thinker in a Short-Term World. And it's by Dory Clark. So everyone's more than welcome, if you're listening to this before January, to grab a copy and come join us. The link for uh, our online book club will be in the show notes. You're more than welcome to come join us. Um, and we'll have a chat about that once we've read it. But, you know, we've kind of got a couple of months to um, to read it and, and acknowledge and, and kind of maybe put some of those thought processes into action. Uh, I think I'll join you for this one because Christmas week is always a good time to read a book. Well, there you go. I mean, and also, you know, long-term thinker in a short-term world, I mean, that, that could relate to so many Christmas-relevant things. It also makes me think of Journey. Oh, okay, yeah. 
I'll just leave that for a moment for okay. trying to figure out why. I'm just thinking what journey is. It could be so many things, can it? I've just been doing a training course today where we've been talking about hero's journey for video editing purposes. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking so about... I know you're not talking yeah, about talk, that one, but that's the one that popped in my head. No, no, 80s band that sang Small Town World. Oh, okay. So you know that, you know that first phrase? Yeah. He's just a small town. Yeah. Worker. So you can do that with uh, how to be a long time. No, it doesn't work when I do it out no, loud. No, it sounds a bit rubbish, doesn't it? Although Dory Clock does sound like a type of fish. So to finish off, I wanted to share our favourite app of the moment, which actually goes hand in hand with that productivity element around meetings. Um, so as much as I've got into the habit of really loving 25 minute virtual coffees with people, it's great, it's enough time just to have a quick conversation, quick chat, and then if you find, oh my God, we need to talk more in detail, you can then book another 25 minute slot further down the line. One of the biggest apps and web features that I've used over the past probably six months um, is a platform called Calendly. And you can also get it on the app. So it enables you to um, schedule meetings and give people links to be able to book into your calendar. So those people who aren't internal within your team, who can't see your calendar uh, on your network, um, they can book in directly. Um, If you're doing like a Zoom call, for example, you can automatically have it so that it sends them a Zoom link as well. And do you know what? It probably saves me three or four hours a week in just bashing emails back and forwards, trying to, you know, pick a good time that works for both of us, schedule something that works, blah, blah, blah. Here's the Zoom link. Um, do you know, it's absolutely fabulous. So I highly recommend it. It was, uh, it's a replacement for a platform we did use called X.AI. But for those of you who did take X.AI on, sadly, you'll realise that actually they've now closed down. They closed down in October and they get bought out bought by an events management company. So we had to find uh, an alternative. Calendar's not as good as X. Dot AI, but seeing as we don't have X.AI as an option anymore, Calendar comes a good second place. Next best option, as they say, shizzle happens. Exactly. Anyway, I think that's about time that we actually wrapped up for today. Loads of information there we hope you can take on board. As we say, if you don't have time to listen to the whole podcast, but it's only half an hour, bang it on in the car while you're travelling to, to to Aldi to get that, that last um, selection <laughs> box that they don't actually have. It'll be those, it was sausages with the, the pigs in blankets. People always have there's problems all, There's always one thing thing isn't it yeah always every year you can't get in any shop i used to love this i know we're out of time but i'm going to tell this story anyway Um, when i used to work in an off license like my first proper job when i was at university i used to actually work christmas day yes and the the guy that i worked for so switched on so forward thinking every year would actually mid-november go to the to the warehouse you know where they buy all the stuff there's a proper name cash and carry like the cash and carry Uh, make make it sound more down to earth than warehouse yeah yeah yeah. no there was a proper term (laughs) corner corner shops don't go to a warehouse this will come to me in the February podcast. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. But he used to buy like a pallet of tin foil uh, all yes. the time because yeah. tin foil yeah, was yeah. the thing that everybody yeah. forgot for Christmas yeah. Day. Always. So this is what we're looking for. This is what we're trying to emulate in this podcast. We're we're the tin foil to your Christmas <laughs> dinner. We're preparing you for all the stuff that you might not be paying attention to. Yeah. And if you do, have a look through the show notes, see what we've been talking about today, incorporate that into business, and we promise you, 2022 is going to be a good year oh, yeah. for the people that we work with. That's us wrapped up. Thank you very what much. About, for this. What about the yes, other I'm... people who aren't? They're screwed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You if, have to come work with us. <laughs> to be honest, this is kind of the rule. This is the rule of life. If you're not engaging with Digi Naval in some way, 
you don't exist. Ultimately. <laughs> oh, Ultimately. that's mean. Harsh, but true. Maybe. Um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure spending the last half hour with you. Yeah. It always goes far too fast. Maybe that's we've really. tried to talk about too much, but we've always got so much that we want to tell you guys. Have an amazing Christmas. Have a fantastic New Year. As always, if you want to reach out, so many different ways you can get in touch with us. Just tap DigiEnable into that internet thing and you will discover a way of catching up with us in some way, shape Absolutely. or form. Speak to you all soon. Enjoy your break and bye. Yeah, see you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Take care.